Girlfriends, it's that time, it's that time for another interview. So welcome, welcome, welcome to our show here. This is Girlfriends Chat with Angela Jordan Perry, and I have a wonderful guest for you today out of Florida, and I'm going to tell you all about her. So if you are viewing this or should I say listening to this on the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being a faithful follower of the podcast show. And if you are connecting with us on YouTube, again, thank you. All the places where you're finding Girlfriends Guide to Homeschooling, Girlfriends Chat, welcome and I appreciate you. So let me tell you a little bit about this platform. This platform is to give voice to those of the African diaspora who are homeschooling. Basically to say hashtag we homeschool too and we are doing well and our community is growing. More and more are realizing that we can educate our own and um, have the community and the, uh, the resources to make it happen for our kids. So um, this is what this is about. Here you're gonna find encouragement, insights, how-tos, triumphs, successes, challenges, don't do you know type of information from an array of families who are homeschooling single parent homeschooling, both parents are working homeschooling, uh, survivors of COVID and we're you know homeschooling through that, um, an array of, of um, people who probably you can identify with and say, wow, if she's doing or he's doing it, then I can do it too. And so that's what this platform is. And so um, a little bit about myself, I am Angela Jordan Perry. I am the host of Girlfriends Chat. Um, the podcast and Girlfriends uh, Guide to Homeschooling with Angela Jordan Perry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I've been a homeschooling mom myself for 20 years, eight children, three of whom I've home, uh, graduated, five of whom I'm still homeschooling. They are over there finishing up their work. And um, so I am in the thick of it. My purpose-driven life is to make a positive impact on thousands of homeschoolers worldwide. And I start that journey off right here in South Carolina as an option three association owner and director. So that basically means I give families legal status to homeschool in the state under option three. And then beyond that is the podcast and the other platforms that I have just to get the word out that homeschooling is here. I'm also educating our own is up and coming. It's coming, coming, coming. So prayerfully that platform will be available to you as well. So that's just a little bit about myself. And uh, without further ado, I want to get you um, introduced to our guest today. So Leslie, are you Hello. ready to make it happen? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> yes. So let me tell you, girlfriends, a little bit about Leslie. Leslie is a wife and homeschooling mom of four children, including five-year-old identical twin boys who keep her on her toes. She, she and her husband are originally from New York City, but now live in Central Florida. Over the last 20 years, Leslie has taught both in elementary and college education and in the dance movement fitness industry. She has always been passionate about children and the way they see and experience the world around them. Leslie is a graduate of Columbia University's Teachers College and spent time as an elementary school teacher and adjunct lecturer for graduate courses focused on the role of the teacher in supporting children's individual work preferences. Leslie loves God, family, encouraging and mentoring others, 
exploring new things and places, creative endeavors, reading, and sappy movies. You can often find her collecting nature treasures or whipping up her own homemade personal care products in the kitchen. She is also a natural health enthusiast. Leslie maintains a beautiful blog at lesliemartino.com, and that information will be in the show notes. And her blog post is geared, or her blog is geared towards sharing her passion and experiences in the areas of education, homeschool, health and wellness, motherhood, and natural living. She's active on Instagram at Leslie Martino, where I actually found Leslie. So Leslie, if there's yes. anything else that you can share with your girlfriend, <laughs> please do. And tell us how you actually got started in your homeschooling journey. Okay. Well, um, it's interesting because when I moved to Florida uh, from New York, my husband and I had just gotten married and we didn't have children yet. And I actually knew from then that I was going to homeschool. Hmm. Um, it had a lot to do with how different the education system uh, is down in Florida. You know, in New York as a teacher, we, I felt like we were always fighting a hard fight, you know, for, for, for children and trying to advocate for them. But it was just interesting, the perspective shift that happened, you know, um, I thought things were difficult in New York, but we moved down to Florida and I was kind of surprised to see that things were even more different really? and more wow. difficult in some ways. Yeah. Okay. The school systems are just completely different. Um, and I, I just knew then that we were going to homeschool for that reason alone. But okay. over time and as we grew and mature and as our family has grown, we have since added to all the reasons why we are homeschooling and why we love homeschooling. Sure. But as a, as a teacher, in my mind, that's how it initially started. Okay. All right. And so all of your children from the start, your oldest is how old is she? My oldest is 10. 10. Okay. Your oldest is 10. So all the way through, all they've known is homeschooling. All they've known is homeschooling. Okay. Yes. So tell mm -hmm. me, and I love to ask this question of those who have an education degree and background in education in school. Do you feel like the education or that degree or the experience has really helped you in um, your experience in homeschooling, your journey in homeschooling? I really do. And I, I know that many people have a completely different experience or many teachers uh, have a completely different experience. Um, some of some of them, when they transition to homeschool, even say that there's almost a deprogramming that has to yeah. happen in mm -hmm. their minds. Mm -hmm. um, but my experience was pretty different, and here's why. Okay. Um, I worked for a very long time in a school setting in New York City. It was one of the first uh, schools for progressive education that opened in the, in the 70s, uh, started by teachers who really had a mission, had a purpose, cared about children. Um, and working there was really life-changing for me. Um, it was a place that really looked at children holistically. And so the work of the mind was just as important as the work of the hands and the work okay. of the heart. Okay. Um, and I learned to really value children's ideas and children's work in a different way that, than really what was happening in a traditional school setting. Um, and because that was my experience and because I learned that children not only flourished in that environment, but I as a teacher was flourishing too. 
um, I really, that really inspires my homeschooling. I don't, I don't think that um, there's any detriment. Uh, it, it really is, sorry, excuse me. It really is something that inspires me more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I really feel like my education, none of it for me is wasted. Okay. And my okay. experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that gives me a lot of questions because okay. that is not the norm answer I get. Right. And um, so that's beautiful. You have to tell us what mm -hmm. does that look like? I mean, what does okay. your homeschooling look like since, um, you know, it's a matter of not just the head, but the heart and the hands and mm -hmm. all of this, that, what does that look like, Leslie, for us? Okay. I'm going to back up a little bit though. Okay. If that's okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so when I look at homeschooling, uh, I really see that it has become, um, it's a journey. I look at it as a journey. Right. And for me, a, for myself, it's really been a journey toward becoming, um, becoming better. Okay. And I think it's virtually impossible to nurture our children in all the ways that we do as moms and to not grow. But unfortunately, I think we as moms also measure our growth using the wrong metrics. It's not very uncommon to see a mom maybe a couple months or even a couple years into her homeschooling journey and say that she's burnt out, um, that she just feels this constant pressure to always have to, to do more, to teach more, um, more, more, more. And then she's sitting there wondering whether the more that she's doing is even enough at all. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really difficult. But as we ourselves are becoming more, which is really distinct for me from being more or doing more. Okay. Um, and as we're growing in this journey, I have really found that the solution is not to continue to add more things to our plates, but to really slow down, to be intentional about doing less things better. Okay. Um, and moving more slowly and being really purposeful in what we decide to include in our homeschool lives. And so I just, I wanted to give that background because for us, one of the ways that we do that is by engaging in what I like to think of as meaningful work, um, which is very similar to the work, the kind of work that we were doing in this school setting um, where I taught. Um, one of the things that's really important to us in that meaningful work is to have the kids do um, have to manage and direct their learning themselves. Now we don't do this for the entire day um, and we don't do it with necessarily every single subject, but we dedicate a large part of this day to what we call project-based homeschooling, um, which is basically, like I said, where children are directing and managing their own learning and they're doing that by following and pursuing interests that they are really passionate about. Is that um, much like unschooling? Is that just an, another terminology for unschooling? It has its similarities to unschooling. Okay. And I think a lot of unschoolers do do project-based homeschooling. But project-based homeschooling, I think, is there's not, I don't think it fits very neatly under any labels. Because I think okay. you could be a, a, an unschooler uh -huh. who adopts the approach. And I also think you could be um, of any other, on any other, in any of the other homeschooling camps. Gotcha. And, and adopt the approach. Because like I said, it could be something that you, you can decide to dedicate a portion of your day to. I think maybe unschoolers might dedicate a larger portion of their day to that kind of okay. learning. Okay. Um, but, you know, not a requirement 
you know, there's no definite set set of time that, that you need to be able to do that, do, um, to do that kind of thing in your home. So what it requires is really to have, um, like I said, the children are the one who are deciding what they want to learn and what they want to do, but it's in the context of having a mentor, us as parents, um, who are really available for them to help them to acquire the skills that they need to think, to learn, and to do. Um, and it really has that underlying goal of wanting to develop strong thinkers, strong makers, strong doers. Um, but when you allow the children to lead with their interests, you know, I just think that the potential for their knowledge, um, the breadth and depth of that knowledge to be great because it's, it's led by something that they themselves are choosing. That, yeah, yeah. That they're passionate about. That, that they're they passionate are. about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very similar to uh, unschooling where yes. um, it's so similar and it sounds like exactly what I, for me as this personality, red personality, and this is what I, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried unschooling. Well, we, we've done traditional schooling forever. You know, that's mm-hmm. how we're done. And then I was like, okay, well, let me try unschooling. And I did that two years ago and just strictly unschooling. And while it was great experience, but it drove my personality bonkers because I just felt like, what am I doing? I don't know. I'm a red personality. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be, <laughs> you know, kind of like the, 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 the sequential, which traditional homeschooling worked for me. So then mm-hmm. I said, okay, no worries. What we'll do, I can marry the two. Mm-hmm. This is what tra- mm-hmm. this is what project-based homeschooling sounds like to me, where yeah. I have the traditional, some things that we're going to follow and make sure mm-hmm. we complete, but mm-hmm. the element of what do you all want to do? What do you want to learn? What do you want to have right. implemented right. into this so that mm-hmm. it becomes an ownership and you know, a, a led by their desire and interest. Right. Is mm-hmm. that it? I mean, does that sound like, because that yeah. sounds just like- yeah. I mean, it definitely, see, here's the thing about it. I think that it can be adopted by families to interpret the way that works for them and their families, you know? And I think sometimes we, you know, there's a a way of homeschooling that works for us. And so we say to our kids here, we, we want this, you know, this is how it's going to be, you know, jump on board. Um, And then we see them, depending on their personalities, struggling or not struggling. And then we sort of realize, okay, we need to also give them time and space to acclimate. And, you know, and, but, and I think we forget that it's the same uh, for children as it is as adults, you know, one direction to another, like we as adults, it's the same thing, you know, sometimes, um, okay, let's like even picture in a school setting, a, a school who wants to uh, change the way that they do things or the way that they educate children. And then all of a sudden they come and they say to the teachers, all right, we're doing this, jump on board without right. any time or without any space to those teachers to really filter through themselves what that right. kind of learning even means, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think, I think in any environment, in any situation, this way of learning for both children and for adults really requires a meshing and a blending mm-hmm. of, of people. It's about who's doing it. So it works for anybody because you're making it work right. for your family, for your context. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. with certain values in mind. Right? Absolutely. Totally, totally get it. and totally makes sense. Now I will say, um, I have, this is, um, let's see, this is 
a great opportunity just to put this little caveat in here for those who are listening, because as I'm listening to Leslie, she explained that. And I said, oh man, I didn't know it had title project, <laughs> project-based homeschooling. But as this homeschooling veteran of, you know, 20 years, um, here I, here I did create something, but it was created based on something that worked for us. Right. Me, us together. Mm-hmm. So this is the point I want to, if you all hear anything, hear this, that you really need to decide, Leslie said it sooner, what it is that you all desire in your homeschool. How do you want mm-hmm. it to look? How do you want to create, exactly. create it based on what you desire, whether there's mm-hmm. a title or a name or anything right. category for it to crawl into. Mm-hmm. And that is learning yourself learning yep. what your kid and just learning the environment and the creation that you all want to create in your homeschooling. That's the beauty. One of the beauties mm-hmm. of homeschooling. You get to create I it agree. in your own way. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I definitely agree because, you know, we, all of these methods and all of these ways of doing things, they all have names when we have to sure. name things to be able to describe them. Right. But they are, they inform us. You know, they don't have to control us. Absolutely. You know? right. Yeah. And I and right. I think we need to remember that, you know, it's all about creating that homeschool life that you want. Right. And we're teaching, you know, we're not teaching curriculum, we're teaching people, right. you know. And so even that curriculum, even if you're using a curriculum is informing you, you're, there are real bodies and real people in front of you that we're getting feedback from, you know, yeah. and, and we are real bodies who are teaching this stuff. It has to be a blending of who we are and who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope you all walk away with that. And again, that should encourage you all the more to say, I can do this thing. I can do this at home, educating my own children. I can do it Mm -hmm. because you get the, you get to create it. So um, let's go through this uh, question here, Leslie, you've been Mm -hmm. homeschooling from the start. Tell us what, what did your first year of homeschooling actually look like? Okay. <laughs> all right, let me think back for a second. Uh, see how old all the kids were. So that uh, would be a really interesting story because my daughter. All right, so her personality was such that um, super, super smart, creative, passionate. Like she dragged me into homeschooling before I ever even decided this is when we're starting. To the point that now having to, you know, determine the grade that she's in, mm-hmm. she's actually um, a year ahead okay. of her age simply because she wanted, this is stuff she wanted to do. And before right. I know it, we were like, okay, we're homeschooling. You know, I yeah. knew I wanted to, but. She was, a re- she was an already learner, ready to learn, yes. soak it in. She was ready. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so she was really young. And then I had a toddler son and my twins had just been born. Okay. Okay. Wow. So life was pretty chaotic. So I, you know, but I look back at that time and although things might've felt chaotic when you asked, you asked what homeschool looked like for us at that time, I just started with some routines. I remember Mm -hmm. we had a simple routine of going downstairs in the morning and we used to sing this song I'm not even sure I remember all the words, but it was like a gathering song. And whenever the kids would hear my voice, I'm not a great singer, but they would hear my voice. They would start singing too. And the little ones, they would just all come little, you know, trot, toddling in, you know, just walk, walking into the room that we were in and they'd all just sit down and we'd sit down and we'd just start and we'd read a story 
And so our, our home life at that time looked around, uh, was built around a lot of different routines like that okay. where we can just gather and we could sit and we could read together and we could learn. But then sure enough, just like any home with young children, things would be disrupted. Right. Um, right. <laughs> somebody would need to be fed or, or something would happen. But we would always, you know, come back and come back with those routines. You know, they always knew we're going to get outside today. We're going to go walk around and look at things. We're going to be able to read together today. But, you know, that's in my mind, that's what stands out when we first started homeschooling is those meaningful routines. And to this day, that's still something that's really important to me. Um, I talked at the beginning about um, that journey toward becoming um, mm -hmm. and doing meaningful work, being part of that. Well, another element, I would say, um, slowing down and intentionally honing on, do, on, on, on specific things and doing less things better. Part mm. of that for us is definitely about meaningful routines as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are just those things. I really hope that my children one day, they look back and they say, you know, I'm an adult now, but gosh, I remember when we just used to sit yeah. and do this as a family. Yeah. You know, that I think, you know, great learning is built around great relationships. And so meaningful, yeah, meaningful routines are, are a big thing. And that's how we started. And, and you, you know, the funny thing is maybe you would get older, you know, after doing it for 20 years. And I just had my daughter um, who's 23 will be 24 this year. Reminded wow. me now I can't remember what it was, but she just remembered, she brought up a memory from our early mm. years of homeschooling that she really loved and how it just um, shaped her in her homeschooling wow. journey. I didn't even really you remember. You didn't even it. realize it. No, yeah. and I didn't even, you know, I didn't even, I said, yeah, wow, okay. But that was a fond memory that she holds dear to her heart. And that's mm -hmm. gonna, that's the beautiful thing of it too, as you know, you have your four, I have these eight, that they mm -hmm. would grow up and, and 10, 20 years later have a fond memory, something yeah. that we did, you know, yeah. or presented <laughs> in our homeschooling that really mm -hmm. shaped them. You know, that's what it's all about, living life yeah. with them. So Leslie, take us to your worst day of homeschooling. So, so, so bad that you just thought, uh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, you know, but, and, you know, maybe even, even thought about quitting, but you didn't. And this is why you're this awesome homeschooling mom that you are today with your four children. Take us to that day. Okay. I'm going to be very honest and say, I don't think it's ever been so bad that I thought about quitting. I'm going to be honest and say Okay. That. Um, there definitely have been days, I think on my hard days, I tend to get really down on myself and those thoughts of what am I doing? Am I doing enough? Am I doing this right? Am I making all the right decisions? Am I giving this kid enough of X? Am I, you know, um, there's just so many questions that come into the mind. And I think on my worst days, it's, be, it's those days where I'm bombarded by the questions and I don't really have any positive answers for myself. Mm -hmm. I'll be really honest in saying yeah. that. Um, and I think when life around you is hard, um, that's actually something I think about a lot is homeschooling through hard times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think those would be the worst days because you have this responsibility toward your children but sometimes you're dealing with things as an adult or you and your husband are dealing with things and your children don't even know. That's right. And you're sitting there having to hold it all together yeah. um, and really make sure that everyone's okay and making sure that they're happy. And some days you just want to run out the door screaming and say, I can't take care of another person. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm done. trying to take care yeah. of my, myself. I'm trying yeah. to take care of my husband. I'm trying to take care of my thoughts. I'm trying Absolutely. to be a good steward of all these That's things. That's real and, talk. That is yeah. real talk. That's yeah. real talk right yeah. there. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And, and that's one of the real things. So if you're listening to this, this is one of the real things. <laughs> My girlfriend, she sent me a text the other day and she was in a group and, uh, and a, I think it was a Facebook group and they were talking. Here's the conversation of the moms. She sent me this text and we just, mm-hmm. she did, we just laughed. She says, they were saying, I don't know now that I'm forced to homeschool. I don't know how I'm going to homeschool and try mm-hmm. and work. And, and someone else mm-hmm. says, and I don't know how I'm, I'm now I'm forced to homeschool. And now I don't know how I'm going to do this and this. And they named the whole thing. And she right. sit me and just was like, Angela, she just laughed. We've been doing this for how many years? <laughs> we are living real life in the homeschool. Yep. All That's the things exactly that it. you mentioned, the challenges, mm-hmm. the whatever the emotional ups and downs marital Mm -hmm. stuff money stuff life stuff Mm -hmm. health issues family drama i mean whatever the case may be and we still have the home all of that Mm -hmm. running a business having a side hustle three jobs i mean Mm -hmm. you know we're making it happen which is why i always say to people and it's always at moments like this where i'm like yes this is why you know i always say to people homeschooling is just life it is it's our it's life because think of how much some of this stuff you couldn't possibly teach in a curriculum. Like it's just life. It's an opportunity to have our kids home with us all the time. And yeah, that's definitely hard sometimes. And yeah, that presents its own challenges. But out of all the things that you just even mentioned, like we are learning and growing through all of that. And we are learning and growing with our children through all of that. So what is their homeschool? It's, It's life. It's, yep. it's all of life, you know, life happening, life with happening some around academic them. stuff in the mix, exactly. but exactly. it's all life and it's all together. Uh-huh. So, um, again, you're listening, just know that this is what, this is what it looks like. It's just living life with our kids and throwing in some books and some education in, in, in the midst of it and uh-huh. I'm making it happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's it. That is really yep. it. So, um, what, let's see, what is the most, your proudest moment of homeschooling, Leslie? Um, mm. so proud that maybe even thinking about it just gets you emotional, brings you to tears and you're like, yes, this right mm. here, right here mm-hmm. is why I homeschool and do what I do. Take us to that moment. Okay. All right. For me, that definitely has to be when I see my kids really pursuing something they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even saying, I know I describe project-based homeschooling and it's something that we make time for every day, but think about it like this for a moment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes time to really discover your passion. And so what doesn't fit neatly in a box for us is that this type of way of learning Um, some days it means that you are, um, it could be like many, many months of research, right? Um, some days it might look like trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Mm -hmm. Um, other days it just looks like repeated activity, seeming, sometimes seemingly frivolous acts where you look at your kid and you're like, I'm not even sure what they're doing right now, but you know, you've left room for them to work, um, with some open-ended materials because you're hoping that out of that, some interest will develop. Mm -hmm. And so you're not necessarily seeing that every day, but on the days when you finally see it and you're like, oh my goodness, 
they are completely passionate about this. Maybe I have no idea why, because it's not a passion of mine, but you see them just take off. And you see them start asking questions of themselves and you see them getting frustrated, but growing past it. You see them having a standard for their work that's even higher than the one that you would have put on them. You see them um, wanting to wake up at six o'clock in the morning so that they can research something. And you're like, what, who is this kid? Um, And why? (laughs) And why? You know, those are the moments where I'm like, yes, this is why we do this. Yeah. It's those, it's those moments for me. So I can, I can, you know, give you specific examples if you want things my kids have done. Something specific that um, just warms your heart. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. So one recent one, my daughter, she, uh, I don't know if you know what Littlest Pet Shop toys mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Okay. They're old school. So, yeah. Yeah. They actually have been around a really long time. And my yeah. daughter actually had this, you know, I had no idea. There's like old ones and the old series and the new uh-huh. ones. She likes the old ones. Okay. So she got really just interested in these toys and she just wanted to play with them. Like she was always wanting to play with them. And, um, then one day she realized that there's this whole world going on where people customize them. Um, and so they buy the blank molds um, and they paint them themselves and do all of that. Now my daughter's very artistic, so I wasn't surprised that she wanted to do this, um, but she started to do that. And then she started to want to add on pieces that she sculpted herself onto the mold so that she was like customizing it even further. Right. Um, And then that kind of grew into this fascination with different kinds of materials that she could use to sculpt. So it was like the regular things. Like we had some regular clay that had to be fired and we had air dry clay and we had Play-Doh of course. And like, but then she started like researching and telling me about other material that I had never even heard of, which I can't even remember the name of one right now. Um, she told me about this other material that's called green stuff and she was just researching. So I was like, okay, she's really into this. So we would, you know, go on Amazon. She spent a lot of her own money and we would buy these things. And then that just kept growing. So now she's not even, you know, customizing these LPS littlest patch up. That's mm-hmm. the short, you know, LPS okay. pieces anymore. Um, but she started sculpting like all these other things that were in her mind and she there were days where she would be crying and frustrated because the piece would crack or the piece would gr- break and, you know, constantly like having these conversations with her and making herself aware and, you know, you know, what she was feeling when she was going through this process and, you know, what it means to like constantly fail and go back to the drawing board again. I mean, these were like all big lessons for her. Mm-hmm. And out of that, she had this started having this desire to reopen an Etsy store that she had started a few years ago. And she was like, wow. you know, you know, maybe I can really um, sell some of my RP. I mean, so you can see, so now we're going into like um, starting a business. Yes. Right. And uh, what, I mean, so it just has gone from one level to another, to another. And this is like, think of, I mean, I might not be articulating it well, but the amount of things that she is learning yeah. in the process, like, yes. and this is all because she's pursuing she initiated. something. She's yeah. initiating. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do next? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? What do you think about that? What do you think would be better? Hey, what do you think about this? Or me reminding her of her own plans. Hey, do you remember when you said that? Do you plan to go back to that? That's what the mentor part of it does. Right. You no, know, but she, this is all her and it's these mo- 
moments, you know, she said to me the other day, she said, mom, I feel so grateful to you and thankful to you that I feel like you're investing a lot in me. And Mm -hmm. I said, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, you know, I've spent some of my own money, but sometimes you've, you've spent money too. And you help me with these materials and stuff. And she was like, is there any way that I can repay you? She's really thoughtful like that. Mm. And I said to her, honey, the, you want to know how you can repay me? Continue to pursue what you're passionate about. I said, that's, that's what I want to see. I want to see you learning and you growing out of, out of, out of the things that really drive you. Yeah. Um, because that's where you're going to learn the most. That's where you're going to do the most. That's where you're going to grow the most. And she just cried. And I don't oh, cry because we're both happy like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, that's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And that is yeah. right there worth the homeschooling. Had she been mm-hmm. apart from you, from you in school and didn't have that dedicated time and abilities, mm-hmm. that yeah. might have been something missed. Mm-hmm, definitely. So that is beautiful. So worth it. So girlfriends, hey, if you're just joining in, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Girlfriends Chat with Angela Jordan Perry, the podcast. So welcome in on the podcast. And uh, I have today um, Leslie Martino out of Florida, yeah. <laughs> homeschooling mom of four. And she has a beautiful journey. And I'm going to tell you, uh, she has a blog is at lesliemartino.com. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Her pictures just make you just, I want to homeschool just looking at the pictures. I mean, there's Aww, beautiful. So <laughs> and so she, yeah, they, you just paint this, she paints this beautiful picture of family, you know, time together and, um, and homeschooling. And it just looked like in the middle of life. So just, you all have to check her out and continue, um, you know, just follow her, go not check her out, just follow the blog and get connected mm-hmm. to what she's doing in her journey of homeschooling is absolutely beautiful. And uh, you will walk away with some encouragement, like, yes, I can do this, I can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So as we go to the second part of the show, Leslie, this is the part where I ask you questions to pick your brain. And um, okay. so you just give, you know, quick answers, uh, short okay. answers, not quick, but short answers. Um, and uh, so that we can get to know you a little bit more and your homeschooling okay. journey. So what is your favorite quote that helps you through this homeschooling journey? Ooh, favorite quote. Oh gosh. Uh, I say, oh gosh, because my husband laughs at me because I, I don't remember. <laughs> you know, he's the one who's always like quoting lines from movies and he has always has all these great quotes. And I'm always like, I have a great quote. Let me go get it in my journal. <laughs> You sound like me. Like it was good when I saw it, but I don't remember it right now. I'm not going to remember next week, but it was great. So I write write it down. Yes. Exactly. Um, But there's one quote that comes to mind. Um, It's Julie Bogart. She's the writer of a book called Brave Learner. um, And she also uh, creates curriculum, um, Brave Writer curriculum. But one thing that she always says is go slow to go fast. Mm. Um, And it gets me through. It helps me mm-hmm. to really uh, hone in every day on what matters, like mm-hmm. what I was uh, saying before about yeah. being slow and being intentional. Yeah, go slow to go beautiful. fast. Yes, yeah. I love that. I love it. Do you plan to homeschool all the way through to the end of the, their homeschooling journey or their schooling journey? You know, I do. I always started out whenever if anyone would ever ask me that question, I would always say I'm always open. Um, but that's our plan for right now. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because now, and, and I think I still believe that and I still think that, but 
now that I see, you know, we've been at this for six years now and I see my daughter, she's like making that turn around the corner into becoming a preteen and, um, you know, you see, your little ones are getting older and growing and mm-hmm. I, the more I'm like, yeah, we can, we can do this. We can do this. Let's, let's go all the way through it. And it's interesting because my kids, at least right now, anyway, they talk about it and they talk about it. Like, this is what they're doing till they decide to go on to, you know, some other, you know, you know, further their schooling, whether it's college or whether it's whatever they, yeah. they you know, do. So Good yeah, deal. that's good the plan. Um, what is something that's unique that you do in your homeschooling, you know, that's unique to the Martino uh, family that maybe other families don't do, don't know about, haven't thought about or considered? Okay. Um, I don't think it's necessarily unique in that we're the only ones who do it because I know that there's a, a lot of people do it. There's a whole um, Instagram page re- dedicated to it. But mm-hmm. something that we absolutely love to do is called Poetry Tea Time. So basically, every we do it on Tuesdays, and every Tuesday we have some tea. Um, some people don't like tea, so they drink other things, but uh, we like tea, and so we have tea, we have poetry, and we have each other, and we basically just sit there. Oh, and we also have something baked. <laughs> I just made scones yesterday for our poetry tea time. My daughter loves to bake, bake so sometimes she will bake muffins or cookies or... Um, whatever, but the kids wake up knowing that Tuesday is poetry tea time day, and it's a time for us to just sit and recite poems that we love um, and also read poems that we love. During this whole COVID-19 crisis, we had um, authors like Jacqueline Woodson reading a lot of her poetry Mm -hmm. online, Mm -hmm. Um, and so we would always tune in on poetry tea time days, and I I remember I said to them uh, when she was reading Brown Girl Dreaming, I said, guys, there's a special guest at our poetry tea time today. And they were just like, wait, we're in quarantine. Who's coming here? And I was like, wait. wait. <laughs> and I, you know, put her up on my phone and we just had, and we sat and drink, drank tea and listened to her reading her, her poetry. But um, it's something that we do that, that we love. Yeah. Is that, um, so on Tuesdays, is that all you all would do that? Entire uh, no, no, day? no. It's no, no. That's oh, okay. just for probably is about it could be anywhere from half an hour to an hour okay but that is a a, a set aside time that you're going to be doing that okay yeah that's beautiful Mm -hmm. Hmm, great idea that's great um what are some resources or curriculum that you have in your library app online resource anything that you have in your homeschool library that you think every homeschooler should know about they must get connected to this resource so I know I mentioned her before, uh, Julie Bogart, the writer of the book Brave Learner, but I think that's a book well worth reading. Um, It is very practical um, and it really helps you to see your homeschool life and see um, learning and children in a light that's very um, encouraging and empowering. Another book that I absolutely love um, is The Call of the Wild and Free. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a book that really, again, is also about reclaiming childhood um, and reclaiming motherhood um, for mothers and in light of a a homeschool journey. Um, In terms of curriculum, other curriculum and things like that, um, you know, we are aside from the project-based homeschooling that we do, I would say our approach is pretty eclectic because 
one thing you might not know, um, I am in, when I was an undergrad, I was a, a history major. Okay. Um, I studied Pan-African history and um, I love history. And because I am so um, sensitive to that topic and because I love it so much, I, there's not one curriculum that I have found, for example, just talking about history that, um, you know, embraces everything that I love about history. So we pull from all different, um, different things and kind of put together something that I feel um, is really enriching for all of us. And that includes a lot of stories and a lot of books. Um, so, you know, there's not one specific uh, curriculum that I could give there, but yeah. um yeah. And that's always a struggle. So Leslie, you yeah. might want to consider creating a history book, you know, yeah. uh, you know, because that is always the struggle finding a good quality one um, stop shop for yeah. history that encompasses it is everything. Hard. It is. It's hard because it I is. think that people even who've created things, um, even with the best of intentions, maybe for your family, it doesn't cover the ages that you need or, right. um, or different things like that. Like I was looking recently um, at a woman who created, um, I think she calls it woke homeschooling. Um, and it's mm -hmm. different her curricular, uh, history curriculum where she um, uses um, probably Howard Zinn's uh, mm -hmm. people's history and yep. things like that. And it's, it's really, it's wonderful. Um, but it doesn't necessarily um, address younger children who yeah. are definitely ready to start talking about, you know, and learning about some of this stuff. So yeah. you kind of have to, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe I should write something. <laughs> yeah, you should. I have that, um, that curriculum. If you call, I guess it is a curriculum. It's a, it's an electronic yeah. file. I mean, yeah, it's electronic, but um, it takes you through several weeks of, mm -hmm. and gives you all the different books that you should bring into each week. So and I, I remember that I purchased it last year and I, ju I just remember last month. Oh goodness. Cause I was at this crux, like I need a good history book. What? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I bought that last year. I saw someone had mm -hmm. mentioned it on Facebook and I pulled it up in my, cause it's electronic. I pulled it up in my emails and stuff like, yeah. And I was looking through like, man, I can't get to the library, get none of these books. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a big problem right now. Yeah. I know. So I had to just say, okay, well, it's there, but I can't get the resources. I mean, I have one, but then um, the guy who wrote, you know, uh, the right. history, but anyway. All right. So here we go. Um, what is the best piece of advice that you have received that has kept you on track in your homeschooling journey um, that you'd mm. like to share with the listeners? I think the best advice that I received, or probably one of the best, um, but is to teach from who you are. Mm. Um, you can't separate yourself from anything that you teach your children. Mm. Um, and sometimes we worry so much that if the things we love or the things that we do um, even matter to our children, but I think that they do. And here's why. Mm. I think that our children, we need to share with our children our own um, learning lives. Um, and they need to see that we are learning and growing, um, that there are things that we are interests that we're pursuing, um, that there are, um, you know, it could be anything like maybe we're learning an instrument or maybe we're starting a business or maybe we are, um, hmm. I mean, think just anything we do as an adult, maybe we're gardening. I mean, it could be anything, but when we just take the time 
to share those things with our children, yeah. it helps them to see a little bit of um, what that journey of learning looks like for us. And I think it makes an impact on them. And I also think it's important to share the things that we love, like books that we love. Like maybe there's a, a book that we've read aloud or not aloud, but we've read to ourselves or we remember as kids that we love or just what our loves, like who we, what we love and who we are. Yeah, I think yeah. it's important to, to teach those and to share those things with our children. Like, yeah, you know, they're going to be similar to us. They're going to be, you know, they're going to, we're going to, we have influence over them, but that's not, that's not a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes I think we get so caught up in wanting to make sure we're just so well-rounded that we've like left out, you know, who we are and what we love. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a very good point. Very good. That is profound. Thank you for saying that. Um, mm-hmm. So here we are on the last question, last the question. million dollar question. <laughs> now I'm nervous. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> are you ready, yeah. Leslie? I'm, I'm ready. Okay. So Leslie, if you had to start all over again mm-hmm. to day one of your homeschooling journey, but you have, mm-hmm. your, you have your current wisdom, knowledge, insights, convictions, with all the, the knowledge of who Leslie Martino is now, and you mm-hmm. had it on the first day of school when you first started mm-hmm. your journey, what would be the first thing you would be sure to change mm-hmm. in your homeschooling journey or add into or implement or take away? in this um, homeschooling journey this time around? Hmm. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would probably want to go back and give myself more patience. Um, More patience and more grace. not just for myself, but for my children. And I know I talk about those things a lot and I say that it's important to um, have patience and to have grace with yourself and your children. But like looking back on mistakes that we make, I think there's always a desire. Yeah, if I could go back and change this, Mm -hmm. I'd have even more. You know, um, especially being a, a a school teacher in my mind, I knew and I know that children learn and grow at a different pace. But sometimes when you have multiple children and it's like in living color right there in front of you, like the way I did it with this child, I started to do it that way with this one and it's not working, you know, and sometimes you like panic inside and get frustrated Mm -hmm. and lose patience Mm -hmm. and, you know, and you adjust, you know, like you, you adjust and you know, like a, okay, no, we got we to gotta hone this in and we are, but you make mistakes, you know, along the way. Right. And I think that when you say, what would you go back and change? You know, I'd love an opportunity to go back and maybe not make some of those mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, girlfriends, you, yes. <laughs> girlfriends, you are the average sum of the five people you hang out with. And this hour, you've been hanging out with Leslie Martina, homeschooling mom, guru, very um, insightful homeschooling mom out of Florida, Central Florida. So listen, keep up the momentum and continue to, continue yes. to connect with 
other positive resources that's going to encourage you and enliven you and empower you to homeschool on this homeschooling journey or even get started on this homeschooling journey. And um, be sure to be that positive uh, reservoir that others can draw from as well as they are looking for, you know, some connection or contact with someone who can also bring positivity to their journey or help them to get started, okay? So it's a give and a take, give and a take. So thank you for joining in. Leslie Gerfin's Guide to Homeschooling and Gerfin's Chat, we appreciate you and grateful to you for sharing of your wisdom, your knowledge to this community of growing homeschoolers. So thank you so much. And it's been my pleasure to to meet you and spend this time with you. So thank you, uh, Leslie. Been my pleasure as well. Thank you. Good deal. Good deal. Well, listen, as always, girlfriends, remember that to teach a child is to touch a life. And as we homeschool, we not only touch a life, we shape the future through our sweet little efforts, (laughs) but they end up being very powerful as they get older, I assure you. But through our efforts of homeschooling, so keep making a positive impact day after day, year after year. And just like Leslie said, I love what she said. I wrote it. She said, share our journey of learning with our kids. Make sure you incorporate that. Make sure I, we incorporate that into our homeschooling journey, us, our lives, who we are, what makes us tick as their mom and their educator, or as their dad and their educator, or grandma, auntie, whoever may be listening to this, okay? So thank you so much. Peace to you all. And be sure to share this episode share it with your friends, you know, share it with your other girlfriends who need to hear this and be encouraged and, and, you know, get some insights and some, "Mm, okay, I never thought about that. Wow. There's a nugget because Leslie was dropping some nuggets today. Very (laughs) insightful, very, very insightful. So share, share, share. Okay. Thank you. Peace to everyone. This is Angela Jordan Perry. Until next time, uh, God bless you all. Bye. Thanks, Leslie. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.